All right, we are live. Good evening, everyone. Hopefully, everyone is having a blessed evening as we are, as always. As always, we like to say praise the Lord. Thank the Lord for another day in the land of the living and another chance to get our acts together. Today is January 21st, 2021 and week 103. If you've been with us for a while, welcome back to Join the Mist of the Storm. And if you're new around here, welcome to Join the Mist of the Storm. This is a program that we where we like to do weekly live stream Bible studies and shortly upload audio versions to every major podcast platform shortly thereafter. And as you can see from the title, we'll be talking about oneness or togetherness. Um, there is no limit to what we can do as a people if we work together towards one common goal. Um, I remember I mentioned it multiple times. I went to a basketball game last year and for halftime entertainment, they bring out this big trampoline and they have people jump and then do flips in the air and then do dunks. And when and afterwards, when they were done doing entertaining us for halftime, about 30 people came and flipped that big mat up in a matter of three seconds. Whereas if one person tried to do that, it would take 10, 15, 20 minutes. So just escalate that to what we do as a human race and see what we can accomplish when we work together um in the 11th chapter of the book of genesis when they were building the tower they worked together and god himself had to come down and say look behold this people is one nothing can stop them from achieving what they have set out to do but we have to work together and jesus prayed about it in the 17th chapter of the book of john which we will start at tonight so without any further ado i'm going to pass it over to minister tony banks so we can go ahead and get started with this evening's message Thank you, Melvin. As always, before we get too ahead of ourselves, we'd like to take a moment to give God uh, his just due and say a prayer. Uh, if you guys are at a place where you can, we definitely encourage you to join us. Heavenly Father, uh, at this time, Lord, we thank you so much for all the many blessings that you give to us, Lord. Sometimes, you know, whatever happening in our lives, sometimes it takes uh the front seat and all we can see is those bad things but lord we want to give this honor and this uh credit to you just for the many blessings lord just for doing the things that we didn't even see coming lord doing the things that we didn't even think were possible lord just for blessing us with things that we don't deserve lord we say thank you for it lord we're asking that you will continue to strengthen us continue to give us the uh, activity of our limbs lord giving us uh, enough power to accomplish whatever daily things we need to accomplish lord all for your namesake lord we're asking that you will continue to open our eyes open our understanding lord continue to pour out knowledge upon us lord continue to increase and please lord cause all of us to decrease lord we're asking tonight that you would help us to be together help us to learn how to love one another as we need to lord help us to set aside the differences that we have with each other lord we're asking all these many blessings lord we're asking that you would just continue to remind us that there is joy in the midst of every storm lord we're praying all these blessings in your precious name jesus amen amen melvin introduced it we're talking about oneness because as he alluded to, we can do so much when we come together. As I sit back and take a look at the world around us, uh, we know recently 
uh, there was uh, a passing of the torch. Uh, we inaugurated a new president, uh, Joe Biden. And so even if you just look back in the world, it doesn't matter uh, which person you wanted to win or who, even if it wasn't one of those two, it doesn't matter who you wanted to win. We can just see how divided the world is just from a political standpoint and so that division causes us you know it's okay to have your own personal opinion if you say i want this person to be the leader that's totally fine to have your own personal opinion but there has to be and there is a problem when we say you know just because so and so wanted this person i don't like them now you know i want to hurt them I can't stand to be around them just because I know who they wanted to be in the office. You know, that's a problem because I have now allowed, if I feel that way, I've now allowed something to keep us separated, something to cause us not to come together and work as a team. That's what we're going to look at here tonight. God wants his people to come together and be one despite our disagreement. We may disagree on certain things. We may not always see eye to eye, but at the end of the day, God still wants me to love you. I shouldn't want to kill you. I shouldn't want to harm you. I shouldn't want to steal from you. I shouldn't want to rob you. I shouldn't want to torture you. That's not God's will. So we're going to look at something that Jesus prayed tonight, starting at John 17. And we'll pick it up at verse 21. That they all may be one, as thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee, that they also may be one in us. You know, let's go back. Let's go back to verse 19, because Jesus here is doing a lot of talking. In a prayer to God for our sakes. So let's start at verse 19 here. And for their sakes. Now this is us. Now he's talking about his disciples. There were 11 because Judas had already left the scene. But now he said, and for their sakes, we are them he's talking about. We are they that he's talking about here. But let's see what he's saying. He said, and for their sakes, I sanctify myself. He set himself apart. Jesus was different. He set himself apart for this work that God had him to do. Go ahead, Mel. That they also might be sanctified through the truth. The truth will set us apart. People will notice a difference about us when the truth is involved. People will notice when you have a certain integrity about yourself. When they ask you to do something wrong, you say, man, no, I'm not doing that. I just don't believe in doing those type of things. There's going to be a separation. Once the truth gets involved, because we learn how to love our enemies, we learn to love those who have mistreated us in the past that's what happens when the truth is involved 
So Jesus said he was sanctified. We know he told us when he was on the cross in his final minutes, final seconds, he said, Father, forgive them because he knew the truth. He said, for they know not what they do. He understood and he had the truth dwelling in him. So anyone, any of us not knowing the truth, we would say, Father, hurt them. Lord, they deserve hell. That's what we would be saying. We would say, I hope they die and go to hell. Not having the truth, all right? Neither pray I for these alone. Now, this is why I included us in this prayer. Because he was originally talking about his 12. Rather, the 11. Because like I said, Judas has left. He said, and I pray for their sakes. Excuse me. And for their sakes, he sanctified himself. But now when we drop down to verse 20, he said, I'm not just praying for these 11 alone. Uh-huh. But for them also, which shall believe on me through their word. But for each and every one of us, this prayer was for us also, because we were not there when Jesus spoke these words. But we believe his words because of what they what they wrote for us. They passed the message on to us. You know, a lot of times, even at our our uh, separate jobs. A message starts all the way at the top. And someone has to pass the word to us. It may have went through two, three people by the time it gets to us. But we have a choice to decide whether I'm going to believe that what they said came from the person in charge. I have a choice. Sometimes even the manager may not agree with what the head person said, but they say, hey, man, look, I'm just telling you what I was told. So this is what happened. The message was passed down to us. From the head man himself, Jesus. And so Jesus said, I'm not just praying for the 11 alone. But I'm praying for all of those who will believe on him, believe on Christ through the words of the apostles. Praise the Lord, Sister Rosie. Praise yeah. the Lord. Good to see you. So we're talking about the oneness. We're talking about learning how to come together despite our differences. You know, any little difference can really cause us to dislike a person. You know, I was listening to people today. Now, this, and, and it was a joke, but this is some insight to how we actually think. You know, I was listening to um, some people talk, and it was established that a person there did not like bacon. The person said they didn't eat bacon. They didn't like the way it tasted. And another individual there said, you know what? We're going to have to get you checked out because there's something wrong with you if you don't like bacon. You know, that, they were just messing around. 
But sometimes we actually do feel that way. If a person doesn't like the same things we like, we have a huge problem. We say, I, I just don't like so-and-so. And they say, why don't you like them? You say, I, I just don't know. I just don't like them, though. It's because they don't have enough things in common with you. That's something that's in us as people. We love when somebody else enjoys all of the same things that we do. We're all going to be different because God designed us differently. Some of us may be six feet. Some of us may be five. Some of us may be uh, white. Some of us may be black. There's all types of differences in the people of God. But the prayer is that despite those differences, we would all learn to come together. We would all learn to be one, to work together, because that's what Jesus prayed for. If we're going to be the followers of God, we have to learn to become one. Let's keep going, Mel. That they all may be one, mm -hmm. as thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee that they also may be one in us, mm -hmm. that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. He said, we should all be one as God is one. Now, what's amazing is that if we would learn to become one, if we would learn to put our differences aside and work towards some common goals, if we can do that, then people will know God is with us. People will know that because, you know, it doesn't take God to be in the midst for us to be divided. It doesn't take God, you know, go to any family reunion, <laughs> go to the family reunion and you'll see, you know, it might start out nice and fine. But by the end of the night, your Uncle Terry and your Uncle June book, now they're in a fight. And, <laughs> and they won't even remember why they got into that fight. It's always over nothing. Because somehow we find ourselves in a battle with each other because of some difference. You like this and I like that. It's always some minor difference that causes us to be separated. But when we can actually come together and work together, people will know God is with us. People will know that. Because it takes God for a group of people to actually come together on their own free will and accomplish something. It takes God to do that. The only way people, because by the end of it, even if people do try to come together, somebody's going to start stealing. Somebody's going to start lying. Someone is going to backstab. That's going to happen if God is not in control. We're not, we have the tendency to try to take something that doesn't belong to us. If I see Melvin has a thousand dollars. And if I can take it without him knowing, my God, I'm going to do it. That's how we are. 
we're not one we're not together in our in each other's face we're saying i love you but we're waiting for an opportunity to take something that's not the will of god he desired that we would truly love one another that's the prayer that jesus prayed that we would become one that somebody would believe in what he taught he taught being one being together jesus told peter he said when you be converted when you have this change of mind when you truly understand what it was that jesus had been teaching them he said strengthen the brethren strengthen help them teach them love them tell them about the oneness that's where we are that's the issue in the world today we don't know how to be together we can't be together in the world that's our issue and that's always going to be the issue in the world there's no surprise there jesus said i pray not for the world uh, that's up around verse 10 he said i pray not for the world but he prayed for his children because god will bring his children together to become one. The world is always going to be divided. He, he didn't waste his time praying for the world. He said, I pray not for the world. But he's praying for those of us who will believe on him. And he taught how to be one. Go ahead, Mel. And the glory which thou gavest me, I have given them, mm -hmm. that they may be one, even as we are one. That's what he came here to teach us how to be one we cannot be one if we don't learn to truly love one another you know we hold people's past against them that's not becoming one if all i look at is your past flaws or even if they're your current flaws how can i truly love you if that's all i think of when i think of you i should think of you as a person that god loves God can help us overcome our flaws. But we have to love each other enough to reach out an open hand, stretch forth our arm to each other, pick each other up. That's oneness. Helping each other get through our struggles. That's oneness. That's what Jesus taught his twelve. He taught them how to help each other because where one is strong, where one is weak, the other can be strong for them. That's the oneness. All right. I and them and thou and me mm -hmm. that they may be made perfect in one. We can be made perfect when we become one. There's so much more we can accomplish if we were one. You know, we we get 20, 30, 40 year mortgages. It takes us all of that time just to get one home. But we can go back and read about Nehemiah and these people rebuilt their city, not just one home. And it didn't take them 40 years to do it, 50, 60 years to do it. It didn't take them that long. 
Why? Because they came together as one. When we come together as one, we can do so much more. We can do so much more. All right. I forgot where I was. One. <laughs> Twenty-four. Father, I will that they also, whom thou hast given me, be with me where I am, mm -hmm. that they may behold my glory, which thou hast given me, for thou lovest me before the foundation of the world. Mm-hmm. O righteous Father, the world hath not known thee, but I have known thee. He said, the world hath not known thee. We don't understand the ways of God. His way is being together. You know, the Bible tells us God has no respect of person. He doesn't love one over the other. Why? Because he wants us to be together. He doesn't have a favorite. He doesn't say, I love Tony more than Melvin. He doesn't feel that way. Because that would be the opposite of oneness, all right? But I have known thee, and these have known that thou hast sent me. Mm -hmm. And I have declared unto them thy name, and will declare it, mm -hmm. that the love wherewith thou hast loved me may be in them, and I in them. This is true love, when we can be together. That's what love is. It's the opposite of love. When we are separated, when we're divided, that's the opposite of love. I want to go to Genesis. You brought it up earlier. Uh, Genesis 11. Because we're going to see what can be accomplished when we come together. That's Genesis 11. And we'll start at verse 1 there. But there's so much that can be done. If only we would fulfill what Jesus wanted us to. He prayed this prayer for our sake. He didn't pray it just for those 11 at the time. He prayed it for those of us who still believe in him. Those of us going to church week in and week out. Those who may not even go to church. But one day they have an unction to find out who is God. I want to get closer to him. I want to find out if he's real. He prayed this prayer for those. So, let's pick it up here in verse 1. And the whole earth was of one language and of one speech. Now, this is after the flood of Noah. The whole world had been wiped out and humanity had been restarted by Noah, his wife, his three uh, sons, and their three wives. And then they began to repopulate the earth. Uh-huh. And it came to pass, as they journeyed from the east, that they found a plain in the land of Shinar, mm -hmm. and they dwelt there. And they said one to another. Now, this is what they said to each other. These people, they have heard about the flood. They've been taught it. They've been taught how the flood has destroyed all of their ancestors so they decided to do something about it they came together as one so they said unto each other uh-huh go to let us make brick they said look we need to do something 
you know, in the book of Nehemiah, it talks about how the people had a mind to work. These people here had a mind to do some work. They recognize I can't sleep all day and expect to accomplish something. They recognize that. So they said, let's do something. Uh huh. Again, go to let us make brick and mm -hmm. burn them thoroughly. Mm -hmm. And they had brick for stone and slime had they for mortar. So they had brick and mortar. They had brick and mortar. Uh huh. And they said, go to. Let us build us a city and a tower whose top may reach unto heaven and let us make us a name lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. They decided we need to build a tower all the way into heaven because we will not allow what happened to us, what happened to our uh, ancestors our forefathers to happen to us what if another flood comes so they decided let's build a tower all the way up to heaven this was a dead work this was not what God wanted them to be doing because God had already promised he wasn't going to flood the world again The Bible tells us they said they wanted to create a name for themselves. Don't we still have this same? <laughs> we still have this same goal. I'm going to make a name for me. We still have the same mindset. We don't want to come together. And it be about us. It has to be all about Tony. I want Tony's name to be out front. That's the wrong mindset. So they said, let's make us a name for ourselves. And we're going to build this tower all the way into heaven. But the Bible tells us the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runneth into it and they are safe. There's safety if we just do right. If we do what God tells us, become one. Learn to love and work together. Learn to exist with each other. When we do that, we don't have to worry about the flood coming to take us out. Because we're fulfilling God's will for our lives. So what they were doing was not what God wanted them to do. But they are showing us something incredible here. They're showing us the power that can be. Uh, utilized if we become one so they all got together and decided to build a tower that went all the way into heaven now you know as I sit back and think of when I think about this they didn't know they were going to run into another problem say God allowed them to build this tower all the way up for one how are they going to keep it stable enough Even if they could accomplish that, keeping it stable enough, how are they going to breathe when the oxygen became so thin? They were going to run into more and more problems. But nevertheless, let's keep going. And the Lord came down to see the city 
and the tower which the children of men builded. Mm -hmm. And the Lord said, Behold, the people is one. God said this. Now, this is God talking. God said these people are together. They have one mind, one heart. They're like-minded. They, they're together to accomplish a common goal. So God had to take note of this because he's showing us something. He's showing us what we can do if we get together. He's showing us the things we're setting out to accomplish, taking us 30, 40, 50 years. We can accomplish it in such a shorter amount of time if we were to work together. Things we're working our whole lives towards. We can get there a much easier way if we would do it together. So God said, behold, the people. This is a lot of people. I don't know how many it was, but he said, these people are one. Mm -hmm. And they have all one language. Mm -hmm. And this they begin to do. And now nothing will be restrained from them. Nothing will stop them. Nothing. What will stop us? There is nothing that will stop us if we would come together and be one. There's nothing that can stop us. There's a saying, and we say it all the time, there's strength in numbers because there is. People respect it when you have more numbers. People won't try certain things depending on how many people there are. It's the numbers. But what's more important than the amount of people is that God, he promised he would be in the midst. He said where there are two or three gathered together to be one. He'll be there. And if God be for us, who can be against us? Nothing is going to be restrained from us. If we can come together in the name of the Lord, not in Tony's name. If we can come together in the name of Jesus. And put aside our pride. If I can do that then the sky's the limit. We can achieve something. We can do something great. If we can come together, there's an if. You know, I can sit here and say this all I want. But I only can control me. I cannot control what you do. So, all I can do is pass the message, but it's up to us individually to have a mindset to do this. All right. Again, and now nothing will be restrained from them, mm -hmm. which they have imagined to do. Nothing. Nothing will be restrained from us. Whatever we set out to do. As long as it be God's will, we can accomplish it together, though. See, God is against Tony thinking he's so great and mighty because I'm not. 
He's against that type of thing. God wants me to have the mindset that is us. It's God doing the work in us. He's causing us to accomplish some things that seemed impossible. But because we got together, all things are possible now. Because Christ is in our midst. He strengthens us. So I'm hoping and I'm praying the same prayer that Jesus prayed in John 17. I pray not for the world because the world won't do this. The world won't become one. That's the reason Jesus didn't waste his time praying for that. But God's people can do this. We can accomplish this. If we decide to allow God to be in control. If we can decide to become one. So. I won't talk very long tonight. Because I think this is pretty simple. We have to step back. And allow God to control the show. We have to say no matter what. I know we can make this work. When times get tough. When we get angry with one another. We can still say. We can do this though. We just have to be willing to put our pride to the side. That's one of the things that God hates. The proud look. We try to look real. <laughs> we put on a certain outfit. <laughs> We're real proud of ourselves. <laughs> Knowing nothing. And having accomplished nothing. Because it can all be taken from us. In a second. Just as. God did to the rich man. Jesus told us about him. He said he was going to tear down his barns and build more barns, bigger, bigger and better, he said. But God had a problem with it because it had nothing to do with his people. It was all for selfish ambition. You know, that's what the world is teaching us. Go and do this for you. That's all we've been taught. We've been programmed. Everything's about you, you, you. That's not what God said. He said that his people would become one. That's what God wants. You don't see that <laughs> in the mainstream news. They said it's your year. God wants it to be our year. Why can we not be together? So that's where we are. It's about becoming one, looking out for each other. So I'll pass it back over to Melvin tonight. I hope that you guys uh, would take heed to these words because these are not my words. You know, if it were up to Tony, I wouldn't be saying these things if it were up to me. If it were up to me, I'd say what everybody else said. Look, you go and do whatever you got to do for yourself. But that's not what God desires of me. So I must love. I have to. It has become a part of me now. 
So I'm hoping that it would become a part of you also. So at this time, I'll turn it back over to Melvin. It's definitely um, a good lesson on being together, working together. Um, as we both said tonight, there is no limit to what we can do. And we just saw what God said in the 11th chapter of the book of Genesis. It's still up on your screen. He said nothing can be refrained, restrained from them. Um, I see we have a couple of comments. Uh, our friend Jeremy says being obedient is everything. And that's definitely, definitely true. Um, when we do what God says, it'll turn out. Like he says, Rosie, uh, Sister Rosie says, amen. And um, Marcus has the praying hands. So uh, we appreciate each and every single one of you guys for tuning in. If you have any comments or questions, definitely. Um, this is a time where well, it's always a time because we always encourage any and everybody to ask questions because I can guarantee you that the question that you have, somebody else has that exact same question. So as always, we encourage the um, interaction. And Sister Betty says, praise the Lord. Praise, praise, the, Lord. praise the Lord. Thank you for tuning in. We're glad to. Um, nice to see you. Glad to see that you tuned in. Uh, we hope you got something out of the message. And uh, there's Roderick. Um, thank you also for tuning in. Uh, we definitely appreciate you guys. Thank you again. So, but um, Tony mentioned earlier, um, sometimes we look at somebody and, and look at their flaws. And those flaws could be so small compared to the good things that they do for us. And that can stop us from working together because that is the ultimate thing that God wants us to do. Love our neighbor as ourselves work together how can we love our neighbor as ourselves if if we don't work together towards one common goal what's yours is mine and what's mine is yours but we look at other people and there are so many reasons one of those reasons is we may not like the way somebody does a certain thing um i'm reminded of a story that this teacher taught her children um i forgot what grade they're in but it's the grade where you start to um, learn multiplication and they were so she was teaching them their times tables and she wrote one times one equals one one times two equals two all the way up to ten being, being one times ten equals ten but she made a mistake on purpose um she changed one times nine obviously we know that there's nine but she wrote something wrong like 12 or 13 or something and while she was writing on the board, she heard snickering and laughing behind her from the kids. And she turned around and said, what's wrong? And then they were pointing at the, at the one mistake that she made. And she pointed it out. She said, see, I did that on purpose. Y'all are so busy focused on the one mistake that I made that you didn't catch the nine corrections. And that's how we are as a people. And, that, and little stuff like that can keep us from working together. So I pray that we all take heed to the word of God and give a listening ear to what he's saying. And we thank each and every single one of you guys for tuning in week in and week out to hearing what thus says the Lord. And as I always like to announce at the end of these live streams, we do have Bible studies on Zoom every Monday and Wednesday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. We'd love to see you there. It's a great message full of inspiring meanings inspiring words to keep people encouraged on this journey to doing what god told us to do so again that's every monday and wednesday at 7 p.m central standard time the link will be in the podcast description and if for our people on facebook if you want it i'm more than happy to message you i'm sure tony feels the same way and again i see there are no more comments so thank you guys and as i always like to say rejoice in the lord always because today's tribulations are 
tomorrow's testimonies. Count it all joy. Count it all joy. Count it all joy. There's reason to be joyful in the midst of every single storm, no matter what your earthly situation looks like. So we'll see you guys next Thursday evening with another topic coming straight from the Word of God. You guys be blessed. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our weekly Bible study podcast. My name is Melvin Corners, here along with Minister Tony Banks, who brings the word every week. You can catch these Bible studies live on Facebook every Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. You should tune in and ask questions or just tell us how you're doing. We'll see you guys next Thursday evening with another topic. Rejoice in the Lord always.